Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, covering Netflix's Dark, and today we are covering Season 3, Episode 7, Between the Time, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Jer. Jer, how are you doing today? Doing great, Brian. How are you doing? Uh, doing really great, you know, getting to the end of Dark, and it's been a really great journey. I only have one left. It's been two weeks since I've started Season 3, and I've kind of kept a slow pace, but getting towards the end of the series, and I'm uh, ready to close it out soon. So, you're already finished yep. with it, right? It's an ultimate episode for you, right? Yes, yep, yep, just one left, and uh, it was a fantastic episode. I couldn't have been happier with it, so excited to talk about it, and uh, yeah, uh, want to talk about the big strokes before we get into the, the whole episode? Sure, sure. So, what do you think, what do you think was the biggest thing to come out of this episode? You know, um, I think probably, in, in my opinion, it's, it's what happens at the very beginning, where you, you, you talk about Schrodinger's cat, and then you see that not only does Noah, or does, does Jonas have a, uh, a split path, right, but uh, Martha does as well, right, and I think that's kind of the key point here, uh, is that not only is there a, a path where she goes into the house, she brings Jonas back with her to her world, but there's also a path where she doesn't do that, right? Where Bartosh comes and brings her back to her world. And I think that's, that's kind of the key point. Right. So that's what always happened. Um, so I guess that's confirmation, right? There was only two options. It wasn't a third world, right? It was that Bartosh had stopped Marta from coming into the house. diversion path right there's you know sometimes she goes into the house sometimes he comes and picks her up it, it, it splits the split in reality right uh, both are true both happen right and we but, have you know we, we need to understand that it's it's the infinity symbol that is, is talked about by the older martha right right the switch point right yep yeah, and uh, so, so yeah, we have Schrodinger's cat as kind of a metaphor for, for that explanation. And I did try to do a little bit of research. It was a 1953 experiment from Austria. And uh, yep. it's it's basically that at any point in time, there could be two different divergent paths, right? Correct. And uh, yeah, I guess, um, that, well, I, I did a little bit of research myself as well. Um, essentially, the what happens is it's a, it's a box. You put the cat in. You know, they have some nuclear material or, or kind of a half-life, but uh, the, the long and short of it is there's a 50-50 chance that that cat survives when you put it into that box. And at any given time, you don't know if it's alive or dead, right? So it's both alive and dead at the same time. So it's it exists in, in two separate realities, you know? And it's I guess there's also the, the YouTube video that I watched called talked about the many-world theory, which is anything that can happen does seem to happen, you know, in, in one way or another, uh, in one version of, of uh, reality, you know, what can happen does happen. Yeah, I've heard that theory too. And I've heard, I mean, it's really hard to wrap your head around. And uh, I think it's even uh, harder. To, it's harder than we even think because there's so many different possibilities from, you know, the beginning of time that in like this multi-world theory, that everything has happened, right? In some like in some alternate universe, everything has happened, and it's really hard. That even if you just change one thing, one small little thing, it could make a whole another multiverse or whatever. So, um, no, it is it is really wild, uh, and uh, you know, it's I I've, the science part of the show has always been uh, my my toughest sticking point. That and the uh, you know knowledge of the classics, but. Um, it was really cool to see this set up in the, uh, the setup in the episode. I really liked how they presented it too, uh, with like the three boxes and it was really just kind of, I don't know, kind of like a funky look to, to start the episode. Did you like how they, it's kind of like a 1970s style, right? I liked it. You know, I, I thought it was helpful. I, the, it's one of the harder parts to understand. And, and I think, you know, if you listen back to our, our previous podcast, um, you can kind of tell like or at least for me, from my standpoint, early in the season, I was confused because I was like, okay, Martha comes and saves him. This is different. This is new because the stranger, Jonas, doesn't remember this, you know? And all of a sudden now we're kind of understanding that, no, this is kind of the way it is. It's just there's a 
we're not seeing something new necessarily. It's just it's just the split in the way things are happening. And there's a Jonas that goes, you know, with Martha to her world, and there's Jonas that goes to the basement and survives and becomes the stranger Jonas. Right, and the stranger Jonas. And of course the one that goes with Martha ends up you know, being shot and killed, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And the other, and then our main Jonas becomes Adam, <laughs> becomes the terrible monster that it is Adam. So, um, right. you know, it ruins many lives in the in the process of this, and including Noah's life, right? Which we, which we kind of get yep. the backstory of Noah in this episode. That's another big part of the episode. And, um, yep. you know, it, it's filling in the pieces, a lot of it. And, you know... It's hard to justify any of Noah's behavior for season one, but you at least see kind of the reasoning what happened to him, and you do feel more sympathetic towards him, right? Yes. Yes. It, it, you know, it's it's real clear that um, in this show, quite a bit, that people's motivations are driven by their, their children and their children's future, you know? Um you know, we, we, you know, in the very beginning, we see H. Chanhouse. He's definitely driven by his children and their future. You know, that you know what what had happened to them. Um, you know, we see Claudia being driven by Regina. We see Noah being driven by, um, you know, by Charlotte. Uh, and and you know, it, it happens quite a bit, right? Yeah, they're they're driven by their children and they're driven by their desires, which they talk about in this episode too. And obviously, yep. I mean, their desire is to save their children or to save the ones that they love a lot of the times. So you yep. see why they're doing these terrible things. It's always in justification of, I want to save my child. I want to save the person I love. So you definitely see it for Noah. And, you know, Noah does some terrible things. He is responsible for the death. Him and Helga, Helga are responsible for the death of, you know, a lot of the children from season one and two. And he also kills Bartosh, yep. his father, um, as a younger version of himself. So, uh, you know, I don't want to just, like, excuse Noah completely, but I definitely, uh, you know, you feel bad for him in this episode, especially the scene where, you know, his baby Charlotte gets taken from him by Charlotte and Elizabeth. Or, uh, yeah, Charlotte yeah. and Elizabeth, right? Yeah, it's, it, that scene in particular is, is really tough because you, you see the pain on the face of Elizabeth. You know, she's, that, that's got to be, you know, she goes through a lot. The character Elizabeth in this entire story goes through a lot. And probably the worst thing she goes through is having her baby taken from her, right? I mean, you know, an apocalypse is pretty terrible, but, um, I, you know, I'd say she'd probably, that'd probably be the worst thing, right, is to lose your baby just right from under you when you're, you know, you're talking to your husband or your lover, um, you know, right outside the door there. So, you know, it's tough, and, and she's living it from the other side, right? She's the one taking the baby, you know, with, with her mom, with Charlotte, um, it, it's so tough. It's tough to watch. It's, it's a tough scene. Um, and, and Elizabeth knows the pain that the younger version of herself will feel. Uh, it, it's, it's such a tough scene. Right. As the kidnapper, she knows what, she knows what it felt like on the other side. So, um, yeah, that's gotta be, uh, that's gotta be, you know, just messing with your mind in that sense. And then you get Charlotte looking at the baby version of herself and, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's got to really, uh, it's really got to, you know, mess you up. Too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that whole thing. And then, you know, you get the pieces put in place for, uh, all the events that happened in season one and two. It's wrapped up with, you know, a wonderful montage, maybe one of the best ones we've seen in a, sh in a show of wonderful montages. So, um, the way they wrap everything up at the end, uh, is just really incredible. Um, what'd you think of that montage at the end? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it's very, um, it's heavily Noah-influenced, right? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of Noah, but, uh, but at the same time, it's all great, you know? And, and throughout the course of this episode, you, you get to kind of see the transition of Stranger Jonas to Adam, and you also get to see the transition of middle-aged Martha to older Eva, right? Yeah. Um, you, you get to see both of those. You know, you kind of in between there, and, and what they're doing, and, and you know, where are they at in the timeline, and you know, what, what are they, what are they working on, what are they worried about? So, you know, that that's really interesting too. Yeah, and not only those, not only those two, but you also see Sia grow up, you see Bartosh grow up, and you see Noah, yeah. 
you see Noah in three different stages. And yeah, you, you totally see Noah in the in-between as well, you know, growing up to become the Noah that we see in season one. And uh, Bartosh, the, the fake beard he has, is, or the, maybe that's his actual facial hair, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's pretty rough, right? <laughs> right, because we go to times that aren't on the 33-period loop or whatever, so we get, um, you know, we age a few years and we get, you know, the actor for Bartosh, the younger version, but yeah, they have to age him up somehow, they give him a... Give him a nice beard. Yeah, that's right. And then when when his daughter is born, um, or when excuse me, when Hannah was born, when Noah is born, um, that yeah. is the new Bartosh, the the one who gets killed by Noah, right? I think that's a different actor at that point. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 It, I think they show, um, you know, they show uh, Bartosh with the fake beard when Hannah is born and then when um when uh uh agnes i think it's it's uh agnes is born yeah when agnes is born it is kind of the other actor who is the one who is eventually killed by the young noah right which you know it's it's more of a confirmation of i mean we kind of what we surmised but yeah that that was uh son killing his father right right (laughs) right and people pretty dark Exactly. And like, people had been connecting that online, right? People had been saying that that was Bartosh, I think, you know, since that episode had aired um, in season two. Yeah. And also, you know, um, uh, the family tree, like if you looked closely into it and the kind of key was knowing if like if you knew Sia's name and I don't know if you just watched the show, I don't know how you would know her name. But just from being online and reading about Dark, I knew that that character's name was Sia. And, uh, so, so it was, uh, and that's Bartosh's wife or, uh, that, that eventually dies in this episode, Hannah's daughter. Yeah. And, yeah, um, Sylvia. So, yes. Yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. You know, I, I, um, when I was listening to the pod, your last podcast uh, with Elisa, you, you know, you guys were talking about, um, you know, why did they have Martha on dress? You know, what was the point of that? Well, the point of that is so, so Cisha can have her clothes, right? Oh. And go to the future. Right? Thank you. She's okay. wearing the same thing that Martha was wearing. She, they, like, you can kind of see that Adam's using a lot of the things that he, that kind of come to him, right? So so Martha comes to him from the past, and he, he uses those clothes and gives them to Cisha, right? Um, you know, or or even the, the time machine, the circular time machine, he takes Martha's circular time machine, right? Yeah. And gives it to Magnus and, and Fran, right? Yeah. You guys know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, everything, uh, sorry, every object, you know, is is crucial. Like, if, if it goes back in time at all, it is so crucial to the plot. You need to know about it. In fact, they even have, you know, on the dark, uh, the dark, you know, main website, they have, you know, a list of all these objects and uh, how they're important to the plot. And I just... It's cool. It's something that like Lost would have done with their website back in you know the early two thousand. So I just like that there's an interactive website like yeah. that. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. You know, to be honest, with you, I haven't been on the, the dark website, but I, I need to go on there because there's so many important objects, uh, you know, that come that run throughout this entire show. Um, that that's really cool that they did that. Yeah, they also have a cool family tree, and like you can choose your episode. So, say you're on season two, episode three, and you want to know the family tree for that episode, it won't spoil anything from beyond that. So, um, would have been useful. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, would have been useful uh, before you know the second to last episode, but you know it's okay. It's there now. Um, so uh, the other, you know, we get a lot about Tanhouse in this episode. We see him develop the bunker, and then the other big yeah. one. Uh, how about the Claudia, the Claudia uh, killing Claudia was just an absolutely wild scene. And I kind of have some questions for you about this scene. And what I really want to know, Jared, is do you think, so was that a change? Did, or, or is that the way things always happened? And um, I don't, if, if you know, the answers in season, uh, the last episode, you don't have to answer that. But uh, from yeah, this episode... <laughs> that's totally okay so we're not supposed to know right now okay that's that's totally fine um so um i just i i couldn't believe that and uh i'm just glad that you know she took action because you could see that the other the claudia that died was surprised what you can do that no no way and um 
it did seem like that was a momentum change. It did seem like that will be something that's different. So, um, if you want to just say anything about that scene, you know, that's not spoilery. That's totally fine too. So I just, I, I thought that scene was yeah, great. Yeah, no, it, it's a great scene, you know, and, and you can see, um, that you can see at a certain point, you know, Noah is talking to, to the onus and, and he's saying like, look, she's not helping us. Like she, she's doing something. She disappears for long periods of time. I don't know what she's doing. I don't trust her. And, and, you know, he's, he's kind of right. Right. I, I mean, you know, they don't show her messing things up or, or doing something, but you get the feeling that she is working with the other Martha, right. Or Eva, I should say, um, from the other world through the other Claudia. Right. Right. But when she shoots the other Claudia, that's, I mean, that, that's current. That's, that's her stopping that. Right. Uh, you, you can tell she's kind of deciding to do something different where she says, no, wait, why do I need to keep this knot intact? She, she's starting to think for herself. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at my notes here and it was in 2040 that that happened. So by that time, Claudia had been living post-apocalypse for about 20 years. Right. <laughs> so she yeah. was so she was following, you know, Ava's path for 20 years. And then uh, at this point, there's a there's a break. And. Am I reading it correctly that she pretended to be alternate Claudia when she went back to Ava and Ava didn't notice, right? She sure did. She did yeah. notice. She, I mean, she, she does a little bit of, uh, of, of trickery there, right? She, she tries to pretend to be the other Claudia. Did, right? and did Ava get back that? To, you know, now, you know, the question is, how did she know where, you know, Martha's, you know, hideout was, I don't know, but she does. She figured that out and she goes there and maybe it was in the book, you know, cause remember, you know, a couple episodes ago, she read the entire book, right? She, she read it, you know, front to back. And that was the original book. Like the, you know, it was, it was in pristine condition. It was written by those, the, the three of, you know, the, the three guys, the infinity symbol, I guess. And she, she should know everything, right? Because that book kind of had everything in there. So, <laughs> Um, you know, she figures it out and she goes back and, you know, talks to the older Martha that's turning into Eva, right? And pretends to be the other Claudia. And does Ava buy that? I, from the episode, I, I didn't see any sign that she didn't buy that. Maybe I missed it, though. Um, what do you think about that? I think she does. She I, buys I mean, it. I, I think she does buy it. Okay, that's what I thought, too. Okay, cool. So... Uh, we talk about that book. I'm just thinking, like, oh man, that would be such a page turner for Claudia. She could, you know, she really should have started a book club about it and uh, gotten some, <laughs> gotten a lot of heads together to see if they could figure this out. Because I sure would hate to figure that out by myself. That seems like a massive nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um. So, so, so Claudia, she she shoots the alternate version of herself, and now she's kind of like a double agent, and you know. I want to like maybe that did always happen because all the pieces are put into play uh, for season one, but she does have that conversation with Jonas, and uh, she see, she tells Jonas not to give up hope, right? And then she also tells Jonas yeah. that that things could change this time, and it's because they they were messing with stuff in the in the in the passage, right? Uh, in back in season two, um, is that what they're talking about there? Yeah, yeah, that, that is, and that, that, that's what I understand as well. Um, but she's, you know, she's telling, you know, Jonas is really giving up hope in a lot of this episode, oh, right? yeah. Um, you know, he, he goes and tries to kill himself, but then, oh. you know, no, a young Noah's there. Like, you know, it's, and it's tough. Like he, he really does hang himself. He's up there. He's kind of like, you know, kicking and, you know, it's tough. And, and, um, you know, Noah, you know, understand that look, you know, and I feel like he uses the same gun that was used in previous seasons where it was like, no, no, you, you can't die, you know, like, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, it's always that one gun, but, yeah. um, you know, you can't, that gun won't shoot you because we've seen an older version of you that yeah. you need to exist, right? Yeah, it always jams when Jonas tries to shoot. And, um, but yeah, uh, that scene, that scene, that was, you know, that was towards the beginning of the of the episode, and that was one of the first tent scenes, and I was really worried, and, you know, I was prepared for a really drawn-out scene, where Jonas would kind of take his time, and 
kind of be agonizing, you know, should I do it or not? But he kind of steps off really quickly, more quickly than I was prepared for. And I was, for a few seconds, I was like, oh man, they're really, this is really happening here. And then Noah, you know, uh, steps in and I don't know, they, they kind of had me. Do you remember your first time watching this? Did you know somebody was going to come in? You know, yeah. You know, in my mind, I'm like, well, he can't die. Like, you know, it, when when uh, when he walked into his old house and looked so sad and looked at the spot on the floor where Martha was, where there's like still kind of a blood stain, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, you kind of, at least for me personally, I got the feeling that he was going to try and commit suicide. And, um, you know, he goes upstairs and I'm like, oh, he's going to do it just like his dad. And, and you know, that, that's really tough to, to watch and think about. But then I'm like, but someone's going to come in and save him. And, you know, I know younger Noah made a lot of sense there um, to be the one to get him and save him. Uh, so when it played out that way, it kind of made sense. At the same time, it was important to see, you know. And, and we see it throughout the episode that, you know, this is when Jonas and Noah become kind of friends, right? They're kind of working together. Yeah. Know? And then all of a sudden, we get to a certain point where it's stranger Jonas and it's, you know, the, the Noah that we've kind of seen from season one, you know, the different actors that are a little older and Claudia is starting to look like, you know, the, the, the older Claudia. Yeah. The white devil. Um, right. White devil. Yeah. You know, Jonas, Noah, Claudia, Elizabeth, you know, we see in this episode, they're so intertwined, you know, everything that happens because, you know, their story kind of travels, you know, from the, you know, apocalypse, you know, all the way. Through, through and then it travels backwards too right and they're kind yeah. of they're kind of you know a foursome that you know they're all intertwined with each other more than i kind of thought they were and you know noah ends up shooting claudia you know i think in season one and you know elizabeth hangs Jonas briefly in season two and at this point um you know i was just realizing in this episode that oh man like elizabeth really knew Jonas, and that's kind of why like she would have recognized him right that that version of himself. Yeah. So I just I thought that was kind of cool connecting back to when Jonas traveled to the future at the beginning of season two. Yeah, why well, it it totally like why did why was she so mean to him? Shouldn't she have recognized him? You know, back in that point in time, like I mean, she kind of did, but she kind of didn't, right? I mean, yeah. she did. You know, she she just wasn't very nice to him. And and part of me is I guess it makes sense because Elizabeth has a very tough road in this. In this show right and um you wonder you know why doesn't she when when noah goes back in time right and, and ends up in the the hotel or the saloon with like the, the beds and you know all that other stuff and he sees the younger version of himself you know who makes a room for him you know why doesn't elizabeth try and go back with him you know why does he leave his his wife or his lover in in the future and and that's kind of uh that's something I've always kind of thought about, you know, why, why does, you know, it's it just, it just, it seems like this is a tough road she has. Now she's like, she's losing, you know, her partner. It's just, it's tough. Like, why didn't she try and go back in, in the past with it? You know, I, I don't understand that. No, you bring up a great point and it kind of continues the theme of, you know, not the theme of the show that they're going for, but you know, the couples don't talk to each other, you know, go back to Katerina and Ulrich, you know, Ulrich was investigating by himself. Maybe if him and Katarina were together, you know, none of this could have happened, you know, but they never communicate. And same thing here, you know, she just loses her, her daughter and then, you know, he leaves and says he's going to find her, but he disappears too. So all of a sudden she's by herself. And, um, yeah, it's the, uh, Francisca brings it up all the time. Nobody communicates and that's the main problem in Winden, uh, and, and the time travel, yeah. you know, but that, that, that and the secrets. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know. Uh, communication is, is very important, and, and this show is, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of communicating going on, but not, not nearly enough, for especially for some of the couples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, if they just would have worked together, I think things would have worked out differently, so, um, but maybe there's, maybe, you know, in the book it said, you know, it was solo mission, and uh, if two of them come, it's going to mess everything up, and the pieces won't be in place, but... You know, um, yeah, I mean, there is, there's a lot of pieces need to be in the place. Only certain people need to be in certain places at a certain time. Um, when, you know, for example, when, um, you know, when, when, uh, Jonas's mom, it's Hannah, right? When Hannah shows up, 
and, man. at his doorstep and he's all of a sudden got the disfigured face and you know he's just kind of like you shouldn't be here and she shouldn't be here like why why are you both here and then all of a sudden he just decides to kill her for just for being in the wrong time frame it, it's so weird you know like I, I guess he hadn't perfected the time machine quite yet but you know, you couldn't let your mom, you know, stay in the the house for a little bit until you perfect the time machine. I, I that part was just so weird to me. What did you think of it? So I just think Jonas is just too far gone at this point. You know, whatever has happened yeah. to, to turn him into Adam. You know, you know, later on we see him. Later on in his life, he'll shoot Marta, right? And that, like, when I was thinking about, right. I was like, you know, our Jonas would never do that. And how does he get to this point? And you know, killing his mom like while his sister is sleeping next to him is a big stepping stone into being able to do that with no remorse. And how did he get to this point where he is able to do that? Um, maybe the disfiguration of his face and his body from the attempted time travel is really just affecting him that much. But um, he's been through a lot, right, in his life. And I think that's maybe something we should talk about too because, you know, just going back to, you know, the first episode, you know, he loses his father and uh, for, from a suicide and then, you know, he's not well in that season and he's, he finds out he was the one responsible for it and he's responsible for, he like feels like he's responsible for all this stuff. So this must've really just twisted him into, you know, Adam, I guess, you know, so. Yeah. And, and, you know, think about how tough it is. People keep telling you to do things, you do them. And then it doesn't seem like anything happened. You know, it, it doesn't seem to have a result for what you're looking for. Right. So then you need to be the one who figures it out. You need to take, you know, years and years and years to try and find a way to untie the knot, to make things different, to get, as he describes it, the eternal darkness, right? Right. And he feels like he's been lied to by, you know, Claudia himself and Marta at some point, right? So he doesn't know who yeah. to trust. So he he thinks he's taking matters into his own hands, and but it's really like he's the pawn, right? Um, and I think like, you know, we see his face at the end. I had been pushing for Adam's comeuppance. And I think just seeing his face when it didn't work, when he was still there, it was kind of worth it. I, I did I did kind of chuckle when I saw his face when it didn't work and Claudia comes in at the end. What did you think about that? Oh, it's such a great scene, isn't it? You're just like, okay, is this going to work? Like, he's converging, you know, the two apocalypses on each other, you know, the, the way the last episode ended with, um, you know, the Infinity, you know, triumvirate going through and make sure all the settings are right and we're kind of focusing in this these apocalypses and it's going right into to martha and then all of a sudden you get to see the end of it and he kind of looks at his own hands and then he just he for the first time in the entire series adam looks surprised right yeah. every yeah. other time at any point in time he doesn't ever seem surprised right because he kind of knows what's going to happen you know he's he's kind of three steps ahead and everyone else can look surprised but adam doesn't ever look surprised until this episode right yeah and it was just amazing to see yeah the the, the shock on his face and i don't know how he thought the shock. it oh and then you know and then all of a sudden you have uh you know claudia comes in and then it's end scene right it's it's the end of of of, of, of the episode and you're just like well what what's gonna happen you know like uh, you know how is this gonna end up being because you know we haven't seen adam confused by anything we've only seen him be you know smug you know upset as accepting of things but you know always planning always thinking about you know steps you know eight nine and ten where everyone's kind of still on step four you know or step five yeah <laughs> so uh you know it, it's it's a great scene yeah and a great way to finish the episode <laughs> right and it, it turns out that uh, marta's you know on like step 17 and claudia might be on step like 28 you, you never know with uh, uh <laughs> claudia seemed to figure some things out in this episode so I am curious. She does. Yeah. She does. And, and the other thing that's kind of interesting is if you compare Martha and her crew versus Jonas and his crew, like just just looking at some of the, the details that they show in the show, right? Um, you know, uh, Martha's group all looks so put together. I mean, they're they're like on picture day at, yeah. at school. You know, their hair looks great. They... They all kind of are wearing similar outfits. I mean, they're 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 a nice set of, of, of people who are on a mission. They all seem to know what they're going to do. Versus when Jonas is sending people in the past, and th you know he kind of assembles everyone. They got to put on the yellow jumpsuits, and 
you know, they're all upset. He's breaking people apart. You know, everyone's kind of like doing it, but they don't seem thrilled that they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, that's really funny you bring that up because, you know, Egon, Bartosh, and Claudia, you're right. They all have these, you know, great uniforms, these sleek black and silver uniforms. And then, you know, Magnus looks like, you know, he's been, you know, through World War III uh, by the time he's been time traveling too. And of course, Adam, yeah. you know, Adam looks terrible too. So, um, yeah, it is interesting. And we kind of see how Adam became Adam, right? Um, and is it that, you know, when he was trying to fix the time machine, we see when his arm gets shocked and he kind of gets, you know, his arm kind of gets burned and it looks like radiation poisoning. And does it kind of, that's kind of the explanation of what happens to him, right? It doesn't seem like maybe he yeah. I, I think so, because other people time travel a ton in this show, and nothing seems to happen to them, right? Like, Claudia's got a bunch of radiation. You know, we see the, uh, the, the, you know, the doctor looking, looking over her after she dies, and she's like, yeah, she's filled with a bunch of radiation. But she doesn't look like Adam, right? Only Adam looks like Adam. And, and I think it, it is from the constant working and being near that, that orb and perfecting that. I mean, he's the one who... You know, whenever we see throughout the season someone working on that orb, it's always just him. You know, sometimes it's him and everyone else, but at a certain point you feel like the others just kind of like got tired of it, you know, um, and, and didn't want to deal with it anymore. And it's just him working on it. And, yeah, I, I, I think it is just implied that his work perfecting, you know, a way to go forward in time is what kind of disfigured him. Right. Yeah, and that's interesting that you mentioned the other characters, you know, kind of falling out of it. They kind of assimilate into, you know, the 1900s lifestyle, right? Bartosh, you know, gets married, has a couple kids. And uh, I was kind of thinking about Bartosh because, you know, and uh, I would be like this too. So I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of Bartosh, but I, I would be in the similar situation. You know, that guy going to 1910 or 1888, um, this guy who loved video games, cell phone technology... He's going to have a really tough time adjusting. So when he was yelling at Jonas, I, I did sympathize with him, but I did think it was funny. Oh, yeah. No, I, and I sympathize with him, too. I mean, I'd be, I'd be pretty upset if I all of a sudden ended up in 1888 and <laughs> then there's no way for me to get back. But at the same time, I, I would say that I would escape the pandemic, but <laughs> it doesn't 1819 there's a pandemic. So, you know, you just can't win. Yeah, they're going to catch the Spanish flu in, uh, yeah, just like, you know, 30, 30 years or 10 years. when Actually, 1920 or 1919, I think, is when it happened. So, you know, is it, yeah, 1919 or 1918. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, I think they have, okay, so they have a little bit of time to yeah. enjoy until, yeah. until that happens. But, yeah. 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 Hey, what did you think of, you know, the um, different way that time was presented in this episode? Like how they'd flash the you know, the, um, the year in white, and then they would kind of tick down. I kind of liked how they scrolled through and we hadn't seen that in the show before, but since we were off the track of 33 years, they kind of needed to do it like that. Right. They did. We're jumping around quite a bit in this episode, right? Yeah. You're, you're constantly seeing different things that happened. Um, and, and instead of it being like, okay, well, they're in the 1950s, or okay, they're in 2019, or oh, they're in the 80s. It's very clear they're in the 80s. Instead of doing that, they're just saying, like, look, these are things, how things progress. And we're getting off of, you're exactly right, the 33-year time frame. You know, we're seeing how things developed in between those two, those, those 33 years. Yeah. Right? And, and that's why I feel like it was, it was very successful, showing the time, you know, going back and forth and, I, I thought it was pretty effective. I also like the switching between worlds where the screen kind of like shakes a little bit and then it goes and it sucks in or sucks out or whatever it would you'd call it. I, I feel like they, they did a very good job with transitions in this show. Oh yeah, they, they've crushed it like just in, in almost every every step of the way. So um, I had a smile the whole time on my face during this episode. Every time we'd go see 2023 or 1890 or... 2040 i would just uh 1974 like, i just couldn't believe um you know i it's so cool like the show had had so much potential like at the beginning when you realize what they're trying to trying to do with time travel and this show delivers on all of it and you know there's one episode left and it's been good the whole way through and i have no doubts it'll be good for the finale too so um just an incredible job just to you know realize what the show could be and actually you know go out and try these things you know who, who would have thought, like, I think, you know, pitching this to a studio or to a production company must have been tough, right? You know, you have all these 
time uh, time periods and characters and generations to follow. So for this show to pull it off, I really think it's an amazing feat. It is. It, it completely is. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how you're in the pitch room uh, talking to you know executives of uh, a production company and and trying to explain this without <laughs> yeah. writing on a big whiteboard and you know I don't know sounding crazy, but. <laughs> boy when you see it and you experience it from season one to season two to season three it's such a great experience and they at least in my mind and in my opinion i feel like they do a real service to time travel because a lot of movies and shows it can really go sideways pretty quickly you know yeah. no they, they do it right and i was really happy to see adam you know not disappear at the end of the episode because i just think you know we haven't been playing like those we haven't been playing by those rules at all, like through the whole whole series. And um, I just think I was just so happy that he didn't disappear and that he was wrong. And that like we weren't kind of playing by the back to the future rules, right? That we've been staying in the, you know, the dark world universe, the, the rules of that world. And, um, you know, it was just it was just excellent this episode. Yeah. Um, okay, so talked through a lot of uh, the big storylines. I'm trying to see where do you want to go next with this chair? Um, we haven't, uh, do you want to talk about Hannah? We, we kind of briefly touched on her, but Hannah and Celia, I think, I think she's worth talking about, right? Oh yeah. So, you know, we, we, we see, oh, I guess, uh, a question for you. Okay. Who, who is Celia? Cause Celia is in both worlds, right? Who are Celia's, who is Celia's dad Bar- in both worlds? Bar- Bartosz. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on, hold on. So Celia's dad has, is Aegon, uh, at least in the original world. And I thought um, everything was the same in the alternate world. And, you know... Okay, so actually, I, I, I do think I know how that happens. Because Aegon comes in at the end of episode 6. The older version of Aegon comes in. And right after Hannah has the miscarriage, he has the orb. I think he takes Hannah with her to introduce her to the 1950s Aegon. And uh, I, I, I do think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I guess, I, I guess that, that, that must be what happens. I, part of me was like, when I first watched this, I was thinking, are they both Ulrich's kids? You know, is, it, is Ulrich the dad in both scenarios? But um, I, I think, I think you're right. But at the same time, that's a really weird, awkward, you know, um, introduction at the same time right uh where egon introduces himself to her right like how do you do that (laughs) which is it would just be really awkward you know yeah i don't know how you convince her to leave with your gold orb uh just then too maybe you just have to kind of do a sneak attack and just drop it and hope that she's in the general vicinity which has been something i've been hoping i've been hoping for that the whole uh the whole season with the gold orb i want somebody to accidentally be caught inside of it and uh uh, it, ha- it hasn't happened in the first seven episodes, but <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. Of the few times it was a possibility. Yeah, it's you know, I Hannah's weird. It, you know, she she goes back in time. She's in what the nineteen fifties, and you know, I I don't know, you know, I don't know how popular masseuses were at that time or physical therapist like do you know what i mean i don't know how she makes a living and then all of a sudden this woman shows up at her door this old woman who's who's eva right and is like hey your son's looking for you do you want to do you want to see him i can i can bring you to him like you just feel so bad for her because you know she does bring her to her son she finds out her son is disfigured and sad and doesn't really even want to talk to her and then kills her like it's it's really rough for Anna. Not not that she's like my favorite character or anything like that, but it's a tough ending for her, right? <laughs> right. You don't want to see that happen to her, and even with the things yeah. she's done, yeah, I I agree. Um, I did not, yeah, did did not like that at all, and uh, yeah, just yeah. So he just knew that she wasn't supposed to be in that time, but I do agree that it was you know quite an overreaction, uh, to do that right away and. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, these people have gone through so much in this show, and uh, they make such bad choices because they think that it's going to resolve in fixing everything, when really it's probably just making things worse or causing the thing in the first place. Causing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, you you get the feeling that it's just causing it, right? Yeah. You know, it's just, 
it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And they, they often reference, you know, Greek writing and mythology, right? And so much Greek mythology is, you know, the, this is the way things end up being. You know, if, if you hear a prophecy, the, the prophecy is going to come true, but it's not going to become true because, you know, X, Y, Z happens. It's going to come true because you're going to probably try and prevent it from happening, you know? Yeah, that's an old trope, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's all these different, um, you know, all these different stories that, that you can point to where, you know, people are trying to prevent something from happening, and then because they try and prevent it from happening, it does happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's kind of very true in, in that type of mythology and um, storytelling. Oh, yeah. No, and uh, it's been a constant throughout the show since season one, too. So, um, no, it's <laughs> they do such a good job with writing. I did have two questions about Hannah for you. Um, so we talked yeah. about... Um, are we sure she stayed in the 50s? Because she still had the time machine. I was wondering, you know, did she go somewhere else? Be, like, further back in time, forward in time? I'm not sure. And when Ava found... Because like, I don't I don't know when Ava found her. It's, it sounds like she probably stayed in the 50s, but I was wondering about that. And uh, my other question... I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just... The other one is quick. I was like, so Hanno, is he named after Hannah, basically? Is, do you think that's the male version? Um, because that would be his... That would, Hannah would be uh, Noah's grand grandmother. Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting point. I didn't even think about that. Because that's that, that kind of makes a lot of sense, right? That's that's who Silja right. was raised by. Right. right. She was raised for, by Hannah for, for four years. Years. Right. Just, yeah. So I think that that makes a ton of sense. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't make that connection at all. I think that's a great a great point. Yeah, because uh, as far as the question from where she's coming from, I, I think she does stay in the fifties, right? I think we see in a previous episode she kind of, you know, says, you know, yeah, I kind of like it here, right? <laughs> I think she tells Egon that, right? Yeah, it's like you know, I kind of like I, I'm I'm not from Winden, you know. She pretends like she's not from Winden, and then she says, but I kind of like it here. Like I, I kind of I think this kind of works for me. So, um, you know, I, I do think she came from the fifties. Yes, she also tells the doctor that, you know, she likes it here because it's more simpler than the, uh, a lot less complicated than where she came from. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe she does stay there. I think that's a good point. Um, but at some point she gets visited by Ava and Ava must give her the ability to travel back. And that's where she ends up and where she ends up dying because of Adam, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, at, I mean, when you see the, the, the face on Bartosh when he sees young Sylvia, right? Oh man! Like, you're like, oh, it's it's Sylvia. Like he obviously recognizes Hannah right away, right? Because that's like it's your best friend's mom. <laughs> you haven't seen her in twenty years, but when you see her, she's looks the exact same, which is weird. Then you see, you know, a younger, you know, the young version of you know your wife. Like it's, it's just super weird, right? He just he looks like he's seen a ghost, right? Right. Well, and she had already died at that point, right? So, um. I think what what I want to know about Celia, did she know everything that was going to happen? Because you know, it, it did seem like she knew, like she had a knowing look about her when she was popping out of behind the tree to meet Bartosh, right? And I want to know how much she knew about her fate, because if she did know about her fate, you know, it's pretty brave of her to go back and put herself in this position where she's going to die in childbirth, you know, five years later. And um, I'm just wondering. Yeah, you you'd think like okay. You know, if, if you see, if you know, if you're Sylvia, you read that book and you find out you're going to die in childbirth, the last place you want to go is the past, right? I mean, at least you can hope for better doctors in the, the 2020s or the, you know, the even the 80s, right? Or the, the 50s, you know? I, you don't want to go back to the 1800s. Like, <laughs> they're definitely not going to help you. Like, yeah. You know, as, compared to what you could have, in, you know, in today's age, you know, ages, right? Yeah, well, I guess she probably is, like, part of you know adam's propaganda crew like she's believing that the paradise is coming and maybe she thinks you know she's part of the puzzle that will lead to the paradise but uh as we see that didn't quite pan out like adam thought at the end of this episode yeah i think you know i think she's she's seen some things right she's seen uh younger Jonas go through the the orb and you know kind of disappear she's seen um you know other things she knows she's important to the you know, to what's going on. 
and she knows she needs to go back in time and she probably, probably was described to her as, oh, you're going to meet your husband and this is the person you're going to be, you know, fall in love with and that type of thing. And then she meets Bartosh and that's basically what happens, you know? So, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I guess if you're coming from the post-apocalyptic world, uh, in the, from the post-apocalyptic world, right, <laughs> and you're going back in time, that's got to seem, back in time seems got to seem a lot better, right? <laughs> yeah. I never you know, thought. You're not, you're not living in the constant darkness and the rain and the radiation to, you know, a lot cleaner life in 1888, right? <laughs> That's really funny. I hadn't thought of it like that. But yeah, the 1880s would be an improvement of the 2053 hellscape that she was in. Um, yeah. I do, I do like thinking about uh, Adam trying to tell Celia, um, you know, about, you know, meeting Bartosh. Boy, do I have a great guy for you. Just, you know, former best friend, <laughs> you know. He would never fight me in the rain or uh, take my girlfriend or anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> come Real on. Stand-up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a guy. You'll love him. You'll love him. He's not related. You're going to love him. Yeah. No relation to you at all. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, Adam's like, everybody's lying, right? All these higher ups, uh, you know, yeah. they're all, they're yeah. all lying. A lot, a lot of lying going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's no wonder, you know, Jonas and Marta, you know, are on this on this path. They've just been manipulated and twisted every which way. Yeah. Um, okay. It's, it's it's so cold that scene with with Adam, like, or I guess the stranger Jonas turning into Adam, and she like, you know, Hannah touches his face, and it's like her son, and you know, she hasn't seen him in all these years, and he just goes. Bartosh, prepare the prepare, prepare the chamber. Like, yeah, like get away from it. It's it's cold. Yeah, it's oh, rough. I thought the chamber. I thought that was like the time chamber or whatever. I thought he was about to send her to the the future because that's where I know Celia yeah. ends up. And uh, and then when it was just the room, I was like, oh okay, not so bad. And then it turned out to be uh, even worse than expected. So, uh, yeah, Adam, full of surprises. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Let's see, we've covered a lot of it uh, here. Um, one thing I wanted to point out that uh, I thought was pretty cool. Do you remember when Noah had that speech in season one where he was talking about, uh, uh, in my past I saw a stranger and he came looked had the look, he came back from war and he had the sadness in his eye? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, And, and you, you assume he's talking about himself, right? Well, originally, yeah, at the end of this episode, I, I, we figure out he's talking about himself probably, but I think when we see Jonas come there in season two, I was like, oh, that's about Jonas. Um, but I think it was probably about seeing himself and the sadness in his eyes from losing his daughter, you know, you know, days before or whatever it was. I, I, yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I, at least that, that's what I took it to mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. And then the, what I wanted to mention about Claudia too, you know, she, the, the reason she kind of turns on the other version of herself, the alternate version of herself is because she thinks about her daughter, Regina. And if Regina, um, is just meant to suffer again and again and again, you know, what kind of life is that? And that, that's, what's kind of leading her to turn the tables, right. And make a decision for herself that, she knows, I mean, I don't, I mean, alternate Claudia, if she did want this to happen, that's like four-dimensional chess. I can't even keep up with it. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, I, it is. But, yeah, she's she's definitely motivated by, by Re, Re, Regina, Re, Regina um, for sure. Yeah, and, um, you know, I... I miss I miss some of the the season one and two characters. Like we don't get a lot of Regina or Alexander or Francisca in this season. Not a lot of Magnus. Yeah, we get nothing of Fran. Yeah, you know, like it, you know, you get you know a little bit, but but not you know you just don't get much, right? Yeah, yeah. it's the tragedy of too many good characters. You know, uh, you want to spend time with all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see like I, I don't know for me. Um, I really enjoy Magnus and Fran. I think they're 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 such a nice couple, um, and, and even in, in either timeline, you know, either world, I should say, they're they're you know they're great. You know, you, you kind of root for them no matter what. Um, and yeah, we, we don't get as much of them uh, this season. That's for sure. No, no, miss them. Uh, you know, Ulrich's kind of been you know MIA since season one ended. Uh, you know, he's here, here and there. He he shows up, but you know, it's been a lot more about you know Jonas, Claudia, Marta. Um, you know, those types of characters too. So, uh, Bartosh, a lot yeah. of Bartosh. 
A lot of Bartosh. Yeah, yeah Bartosh is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it, if you think back on it, you know, you're thinking about, like, at least for me, I thought about feelings that I had in seasons one and two. You know, I was I was very much like, I want more of Claudia. Like, what is she trying to do? She seems to really have, a you know, a plan. And then you meet Adam, and you're like, he's definitely got a plan. Like, what is he trying to do? And we're really getting to that point, right? We're, we're really seeing them, seeing what they're doing and why they're doing it and, um, and what their plan is. You know, we, we kind of get to see it all, which is, is, is really nice, you know, because in those seasons, that's, that's really what I wanted on a personal level to kind of really understand the end game. Yeah, no, and we are getting a good understanding of, you know, at least, you know, it's, it's definitely confusing to think about, but at least we're seeing how the pieces were put into play. And it all just like, it works so perfectly. And we can talk about the musical montage, you know, as we uh, finish up, you know, the end of this episode here. And it was just so incredible. And it was all scenes from that we've seen before. But just to see them in the context of what happened in this episode was really amazing. Um, the song again, you know, knock it, they knock it out of the park every time with their song choice. And this was no different. Yeah. And um, no, I... I it was kind of, you know, when the montage ended, I know there's usually, you know, a few scenes after the montage, but I was fine. I was like, the episode can end there. That was beautiful. Um, I, I was I was ready to turn off. I was ready to turn off the TV. And then I, there was like, oh, there's eight minutes left still. Um, but I, I don't know. And there always is, right? But I just I I just really liked that. So what did you think? Yeah, no, same here. It's, you know, usually uh, their montages don't have a lot of words in them. There's no, um, there's not a lot of dialogue, right? And in this one, there is, but it's it's important and it works, right? Because these are all some of the more important scenes that we have, right? Uh, you know, um, Noah confronting Adam, uh, you know, all, you know, all these different things, you know, coming coming into play. Uh, Noah getting ready the chamber, um, you know, and you know, getting ready to abduct these children, and you know, um, Jonas going through the portal, uh, Claudia finding the time machine and digging it up, you know, and talking to her dad, you know, it, it's all very important scenes. It really, you know, the white devil scene, it, you're, you're kind of reliving the, the highlights of the past three seasons. Right. And, and it, it, it's very effective. It, it really works out well. And you could tell we're getting close to the end. Right. Oh yeah. No, uh, it's, it's, it's sad in a way. I don't, I don't want the show to end. Um, but in another sense, I'm happy that they're wrapping it up so well and that we're not getting dragged along for, you know, six or seven seasons with, you know, mediocrity. So this is great that, um, it's so great that they're delivering and I just, I can't say that enough. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of the nicer aspects of this show. They, they could have made this four seasons or five seasons and it would not have had the impact. There is so much in every episode, and nothing is wasted. You know, they, there's not a thing left on the cutting table. You know, <laughs> they're using everything. Yeah. And that, that's the best part about it. We're, we're getting a concentrated version for three seasons of, of really a great story, you know? And, and that, that's what feels so good about it is, you know, they didn't drag us on for a season where we're like, all right, they're trying to get to something, and then they would... You know, you, you get to the point, sometimes you watch certain shows and you're just waiting for the last 10 minutes because that's when you tend to get something, you know? In, in this show, really, the last 10 minutes tend to slow things down. You you really get that 10 minutes to kind of try and digest everything that's come to you in the first, you know, whatever, 35 minutes, right? Yeah. And then you have the last five minutes where it kind of, you know, keeps you going a little bit further. But... um they packed it all in the three seasons and, and there's, there's really not anything that's missed, you know, uh, you know, maybe there's one or two mysteries that, you know, people are going to have, but with, with a show like this, that's like as complex, they're going to have that no matter what, you know? <laughs> um, but what they're doing here and the way they do it and how compressed it is and how well they kind of complete the story. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, happy that I watched it and, and really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I think maybe there's, they, they could have done six or seven episodes about Ulrich in jail, like, you know, Kate and Jack in the cages and Lost, so, <laughs> you know, that could have been a storyline they did, um, but uh, yeah, it's, nothing was wasted, right, every every single thing they show on the screen is important, and uh, 
yeah, it's been, it's been quite the ride. So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, there is a few scenes after the montage. We, we see Marta get her, get her, uh, cut across the face, which, you know, I was waiting for because we hadn't seen it yet. And it turns out to be from the older version of herself. Uh, what'd you think about this scene? That was a shocker, right? Yeah. I mean, when I'm watching this episode, I'm expecting something to fly up and hit her in the face when Adam is flipping the switch, right? You <laughs> yeah. know, but then you know, I guess I was waiting for that to happen, I guess, the episode prior to this, right? But then when you realize that she's split, she's, you know, there's a, there's a different version of her, right? Yeah. Um, you know, after the Schrodinger's cat. You get, okay, so she's got to get that scar on her face some some other way, not from the two apocalypses raining down on her. It's got to be some other way ha- that happens. And, you know, they it's such a prominent part of her face that you know they're going to show it to you. So you're just waiting for it to happen. And then you kind of see older Marzi or, or Eva, I should say, you know, slice her. And it's just, it's just so weird, you know. Like, wh- why does she need to do that? It just seems unnecessary, but at the same time, it's, it's very important because you can clearly distinctly tell which Martha is which. And I think that's really important. And I think that's, that's kind of why it's, it's done is you, you need to be able to tell for the audience to tell where, which Martha is which, right? Yeah. At what point is Martha, you know, the, that we're seeing because there's two younger ones in the Martha world. And it just makes things confusing if you don't have a significant difference between them. And I think that's kind of what that scar on the face is for. <laughs> right, right. The that could have been part of their production uh, production pitch, right? Uh, don't worry, we'll 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 differentiate them with scars. It'll be totally fine. Well, they, they kind of do it quite a bit, you yeah. know. Um, so many of the characters have scarring on their face. Yeah. Um, but it, you know what it does? It, it kind of is necessary because um, it helps the audience understand. Okay. That's a younger version of Silja, right? Or okay, that's that's the younger version of the Infinity, you know, the Infinity guy, right? Yeah. Or you know, that that that's a younger version of, um, you know, of, of of Martha, right? Before she got the scar on her face, or you know, before she got the scar on her cheek, yeah. or you know, that type of thing. But I know a lot of viewers are probably missing that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, don't you think? I mean. Um, you know, I'm mean, people who would listen to this podcast, I think would be, you know, fans of dark, obviously, they, they'd be people who probably wouldn't miss that. But, you know, maybe a more casual observer. Um, I think a lot of this, you know, probably goes over their head, you know, some of it does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, you're, you're, you're completely right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think it's a smart way of doing things. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a, a smart yeah. device that they yeah. use. Yeah, no, they Yeah, they they do. They do such a good job. And, um, uh, I did. I did hear they're doing another series uh, called 1899, and I believe it's. Um, oh really? Yeah, I believe it's about um, immigration to the United States, like into Ellis Island in 1899. Um, and I and mm. I I want to say that there's elements like of sci-fi time travel, kind of like dark, but I'm not sure about that. But I do know it's that that's the new thing that Baron Bo Odur and uh, Yanta Freeze, I think, is her name. And they're, you know, they're a couple and they're going to work on that. Um, that's going to be their next project. So looking forward to that too. Cool. Yeah. Well, whatever they do, I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They bought a that, lot of faith. Great. I just, you know, I hope they're able to, I hope they're in post-production at this point and not like <laughs> filming because could, we could be waiting a while for 1899. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but. Um, I know, I know it's a, it's an official title that they're at least working on. So something to look forward to. Um, so, nice. um, Jared, I, we kind of bounced around that episode and that totally, I, I liked the way we did it, but did we miss any scenes that you kind of wanted to talk about before we, uh, kind of wrap things up here? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I think, I think we, we covered it all. Yeah. And if we didn't, you know, we'll try, <laughs> can, there's one more episode we can try to get back. You know, there's one. I don't know. I wrote down the name. You know, we talked about how everything's important in the show. And I wrote down the time on the two clocks uh, in the beginning of the episode. They had two clocks side by side. One was at 637. Yeah. The other was at 707. And I just took note of it because everything's important. But I can't figure out what the significance of that would be. What was it? Was, you said 707. And then what was the first one? 637, I think. Uh, roughly. 637. 
So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the significance is of that. And hopefully I took those times down. Right. But, um, uh, I did, I, you know, the, yeah, know. it's there for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's something there. Yeah. Um, but it, it might be like, uh, the quantum mechanics at the beginning of the episode. It might be over my head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's over this podcast head. That's okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah. All right, so if there's nothing else, Jer, I'm um, going to go ahead and just give a few plugs here. Um, you can yeah, go for it. You can follow the show on Twitter at WakeUpWinden. You can write me an email at WakeUpWinden at gmail.com. And if you are liking what you hear, if you would uh, take the time to do a review or a rating, that would be fantastic. And, um, yeah, uh, hope you guys are liking the show. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And... We'll be back with the finale pretty soon, I'm hoping. And I hope you guys have enjoyed the season. All right. Thanks so much, Jer. Yeah, thanks so much. And thanks for all the listeners. Uh, You know, thanks for listening. We we appreciate it. And uh, Brian, it was great talking. Yeah, good talking to you, Jer. Have a good one.